Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And you know what I like to say, there's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And tonight we're going to talk about forgiveness, guys. There's a quote that I like that I heard a long time ago by C. Joy Bell that says, people have to forgive. We don't have to like them. We don't have to be friends with them. We don't have to send hearts and text messages, but we do have to forgive them, to overlook, to forget. Because if we don't, we are tying rocks to our feet, too much for our wings to carry. We're going to talk about forgiveness, guys, forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of others. We'll be doing this right after the break. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, and we're back. So let's talk about forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Um, Generally, when we talk about forgiveness, we talk about forgiveness being a conscience, purposeful choice, purposeful decision where you would um, let go or have a change in feelings and the attitude towards someone who has done something to harm you. And so we want to let go of negative feelings uh, such as vengefulness or resentment, um, anger uh, towards that person. And you just want to have a change uh, whether they actually deserve your forgiveness or not, if they've done anything to, so they haven't had to have said, I'm sorry or anything. It's just a conscious decision for you to say that at this point, I'm going to choose to let go and move on and move forward. And so what does that mean? What does that mean when we make that decision? Does that mean that um, we're saying, oh, okay, you didn't hurt me. You didn't harm me. No, we're not saying that. We're not saying that we're erasing that this person has done this thing to you. What we're saying we're doing at that point is that we're saying that I know I'm holding a lot of um, negative feelings towards you because of this act. And I want to let that go. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a constant attitude. And I always love that quote because um, if you think about it as being constant, you you say that I know this will come up over and over. But when it comes up, you have to choose to say, I'm going to put that behind me because it's not as simple as saying today, you know what, today I release it and today I let it go and today I forgive you. It's a constant place to forgive someone because they hurt you. And sometimes the way people hurt you is so deep and it's so uh, serious 
that is not as simple as saying, okay, I, I forgave them in January of 1998 and um, I let that go and it has never come back up for me. It's just saying when it does come up, you're saying, you know what, let go, move on, release. It, that person has made this mistake um, and um, I want to let go of it because I want to have that power over myself again, that, that I want to reclaim that power that this took from me that I'm allowing this to have over myself. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, forgiveness can be very complicated because uh, at times, and I know even myself and, and just when you sit down, you, you could think that if you, if you don't allow yourself to forgive this person that you could feel like you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm staying hard. It's self-protective, you know, like I'm protecting myself. If I remember, if I hold on to it, then I'm not going to allow you in that place again. And that's not necessarily true. That's not, it's not true in most cases. And the reason why is because that person, you're obviously not going to let that person hurt you anymore anyway. But when you stay in that emotional place, that person has that control or that situation has control over your emotional reaction to that situation at all times or anything similar to that situation at, at, at all times, because there's so much energy that you have um, stored away there for that hurt, that anger, that vengefulness, that resentment that, and it affects how you behave and it affects how you react to them. So if every time you see someone, you get angry, you get upset, you must leave, you know, or you must, you you can't just enjoy life as you normally would if, if that person was there, even though they hurt you. Um, if that person was there, then they still have some, some, some uh, ability to control you. And so when you start to forgive, we're, we're saying at this point, you want to stop the ability for your behavior your experience in life, your future experiences to be affected by what has happened to you in the past. And I like the way Martin Luther King says that it's a constant attitude because that is a constant process. It's not as simple as a one-time decision and it's done. It is something that you constantly say, you know what? It Okay, move forward. Let go, move on. So when you see that person and it triggers it for a year, it's like, oh, okay. You know, and you're going to change your reactions because of it. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to enjoy this pizza. I'm going to enjoy this drink. I'm going to sit here with my friends. And even though this guy walked in and he hurt me really bad, it does not change the way I, I, I'm going to experience this moment. It does not change the way that this dinner is going to be for me, uh, that this this night is going to turn out. And so we're going to talk about some more about what does that look like and how do I do that? All right. And we're back. And so with forgiveness, we talked about forgiveness a little bit right now about what it is. And so let's talk, start talking about what uh, do we do to forgive? How do I start? And so we're going to talk about the first two and then we're going to keep going. And so the first thing you want to do is, like I said, before you make a decision, it's a conscious effort to say, I am going to choose to forgive. I am going to choose to start that process. And it is a process, ladies and gentlemen, if, I, if I'm not explained that already, it's not a one time it's one time choice and that is the end all be all. And if you can't do that, great. Woohoo. Yay for you. Most people cannot. Most people, it needs to be a process. And the beginning of that process is I am going to make a conscience choice that I am going to forgive this person. I am going to start this process. I want to let it go. I want to move on. And so I'm going to start doing that. Um, and so you make the decision. So let's say to say, I said, okay, I'm today. I'm going to make the choice to forgive. 
I'm going to do that. William Arthur Ward says, forgiveness is a funny thing. It warms the heart and it cools the sting. And so I'm saying, I want to be in a different place. I want my heart to not feel so hard when it's around this situation or it's around this person. And I want to cool the effect it has on me. I want to take the sting of this off some. And so we're saying, you know what? I want to do that. That's what I'm going to do. And so the next thing we do is talk about forgiveness and releasing that power. And so it's not releasing the power that you have. It's releasing the power that that person has upon you. And like we talked about before, when you hold on to it, you're saying, you know what? Um, you got to be honest about the power it has. And so to release the power, you got to be honest with yourself. When this this situation is, when I'm triggered with it, when someone brings it up, when I'm in, a, in the presence of this person, if I'm in this environment or whatever it may be, Let's let's talk about the negative things that happen to you, whether it's just emotional, whether it's emotional and behavioral. So I feel angry and then I get angry and then I explode and I walk out, I yell and scream or whatever. Or am I crying? Am I sobbing? Whatever it is, let's let's be honest about that. Write that stuff down or talk about it with someone. And we want to talk about it, we want to verbalize it because sometimes when we keep those things to ourselves, it's kind of like it doesn't exist. It's kind of like it doesn't happen. And you don't have to reflect that to yourself and you don't have to admit it to yourself. But when you sit down with someone and you talk about it, or you sit down with a pen and paper and you write it down, and you have to say to myself, okay, it's like when if this person comes in then what happens? So you could do if then statements. You could do when X, Y, Z happens, then blah, 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 blah. But either way, you want to be able to list that. When Freddie walks into the room, I get angry. Then I get mad. And then I uh, start to get loud. And then I get teary. And then I storm out. And then um, what does that do? Then I'm not enjoying the experience with my family. Then, uh, Freddie's still enjoying the event and I am gone and I'm not. So I'm losing future experiences. And so we want to be honest about where the power is, is there. And so where's the power? How does it affect you? So let's list that, those things out. Let's be real. So you can look at that list. That isn't a list that you need to publicize on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You know, it's just saying that's for you. Talk to someone that you trust, someone in your inner circle about it, and they can reflect to you that sometimes they have noticed it or they've not, they don't think it's accurate, or are you being too hard on yourself? Or is that, does that seem like, yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good statement to say you kind of lose it, you kind of can't rein in, you're crazy when this happens. And so you know where the power is. And then the next thing we want to talk about is honesty. And that may sound simple to you, but it's actually not as simple as you think. And so we're going to talk about honesty when we come back from this, guys. All right, and we're back. And now we're going to talk about honesty when it comes to forgiveness. So we've talked about you want to make a decision. It's a conscious effort. It's a deliberate thing. It's purposeful. And so I have done that piece. I'm now, I've now sat down and thought about where the power is with me holding this, uh, this thing over this person or choosing not to forgive. And so I, I want to look and see how it affects me. Where, do, where is the power at? How is it holding me back? And so next we want to talk about the honesty part of it. And so 
there is uh, something someone said a long time ago that says, I don't forgive people because I'm weak. I forgive them because I'm strong. I'm strong enough to understand people make mistakes. And when we talk about honesty part, that's just what we're talking about. We're talking about what happened. Um, what this person did to you, was it deliberate? Was it a mistake? Was where where was your blame or fault in the in the whole situation? What could you have what could you have done? And the before things, the during things, and the after things, what happened? And that when you take an hard, honest look at that, um sometimes that's not what you necessarily want to face. But it helps. It helps with the forgiveness piece. Why? So let's give an example. So let's say you're in a marriage and your husband was unfaithful and you said, okay, you know, that's the place you need to forgive him. You, you're, we're going to say you're still in this marriage. Um, and so your husband was unfaithful. And so, okay, so is it your fault he's unfaithful? No. End all be all, we want to say not your fault. Was it a good thing he was unfaithful? Obviously not. Is it understandable that you have all these uh, emotions wrapped up in it and you could be hurt, angry, uh, vengeful, resentful? Yes, those things are understandable. But if you want to work on your marriage, you want to move forward, then we're going to have to um, forgive, right? And so when we get to this place where you talk about forgiveness, we have to sit down and say, how do we get here? And although it is not okay that your husband cheated, not okay. We do have to sit down and say, okay, so if you and your husband had not been having uh, relations together and you have not been together for a while for whatever reason, then you say, okay, when someone says, was it okay that he cheated? No. Was it a place where someone can see how we got there? Yes. It, let's say you two were angry, not talking, uh, same thing. So we're saying what we're saying is it's not black or white. There's never sometimes it's not just as simple as saying um that this person was wrong and this act was completely wrong and and I'm right and you're wrong. Sometimes you have to sit down and say how do we not get back here? Yes, you were wrong. But how can we change things and move forward? Where where can I see some things before that could not have led here? So different situation. Um, let's say you're a girl who dates guys and you always date guys who are completely rude to you and say harsh things to you. And you always have a knack for finding guys or allowing guys to date you who are those type of people. And so someone may say that, you know, after a while it's not necessarily just the guys, it's your picker. So you're the eyes that you choose to pick with or the, or the guys that you're choosing may have um, some type of connection to uh, the fact that you keep getting in situations where you're with guys who talk down to you, who say hurtful things to you. And so it may not be that you have done anything to this person or you have any blame now. It just may simply be where are you picking these guys? You know, what type of guys are you picking? You know, if you're on the jail site picking people or you're where, you, you know, you're somewhere where you have a higher probability of picking guys who tend to be negative in relationships with women, then we're saying change that, you know, instead of going to pick someone up there, go pick someone up at the library or go to a different place and allow guys to um, ask you out in those areas. And so we just want to be able to say, is there a place that we can open up 
and have more room for change and have more room that this doesn't happen again. And those are obviously, when I say that, we're talking about simple situations um, where it's some, and sometimes in complex situations that happens too. And so we just want to be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be raw. Let's, let's, let's get, get, get naked on that table and say, where could things have been different? Where could I have done some things differently? And at the end of the day, everybody deserves a measure of grace. And you said this person was not necessarily out to hurt you and just to be evil towards you and ruin your life on purpose. And sometimes they may have, but in this case, we want to say most people aren't really trying to just set out to hurt you and destroy you. They're just people who make mistakes. And so can you see that this was a mistake um, and that this person did that? And that allows you to get into a place where emotionally it's easier to start that process of forgiving them. And sometimes when we can see where we, even though we aren't to blame, where that we kind of threw things in a recipe that helped this move towards a disaster, you know, or facilitated that disaster, it also opens up a place for us to say, you know, it helps make that process of forgiveness easier to start. And so that's the part about being honest. We're going to keep this going right after this, guys. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, and we're back. So let's talk about uh, what God says about forgiveness. And to talk about forgiveness uh, for what God says about it, I'm not going to use just a random Bible verse. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite stories in the Bible that illustrates forgiveness to me. And it's always been like a huge place to me that I was like, I don't know if I could have done it, but it, to me was a great illustration of forgiveness. And so we're going to talk about Joseph tonight. And if you're familiar with the story of Joseph and the many colors, that's where I'm talking about the coat of many colors. That's what I'm talking about tonight. And so Joseph uh, had nine brothers and he was the son of Israel. And Joseph um, was Israel's favorite son. At least that's what his brothers thought because Joseph gave, gave uh, Israel gave Joseph this coat. Um, Joseph was in his confidence. He and Joseph talked a lot and these brothers were resenting that. So you talk about resentful and feeling hurt. They were like, I cannot believe he has elevated this kid to this place. And what about the rest of us? And so uh, one day Israel sent Joseph to go look after his brothers to see where they're grazing the flock at. And so Joseph goes and when he gets there, he can't find him. And he sees a guy and he says, hey, man, look for my brothers. Have you seen them? They're supposed to be with the flock. And he says, oh, they left. They went to this other place. So Joseph goes. He doesn't go back to the father and say they're not there. And the reason why is because his father tasked him with this. And so that's what he does. He he obeys very well. And so he goes and he finds his brothers, but he doesn't realize that they were plotting to kill him. On the, when, on the way there, because they were just sitting around like, you know, we hate this dude. We don't like him. 
Like, I know he's our brother, but we really wish he was dead. And could, because all because they just really could not stomach that their father really, really liked uh, Joseph. And so they were like, we have to get rid of him. So Joseph comes and they throw him in basically where we're just going to call it a well. And so they throw him in there, but the well is dry. And so they're sitting there and they're like, well, are we going to kill him? Or are we going to, what are we going to do with him? And one of the brothers say, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's, let's not take his blood. What we should do is just sell him. And this guy had come by and said, let's just sell him to this guy. He's an Israelite. They were like, let's sell him to the, to this guy. And so they did. So they sell him to this guy and Joseph becomes a slave. And so Joseph is gone. They go back and tell dad, you know what? Uh, Joseph died. His father's like hurt. He's in, he's mourning. He's deeply hurt. Joseph goes off and uh, Joseph <laughs> becomes a slave. So uh, I don't know if I say before, but it, Israel really had that, had Joseph in his confidence because Joseph had to get the sight. And so that's really what it was. And so the brothers thought it was just, oh, he loved him the most, but actually it was just because Joseph could see and Joseph was honest. And so that same, that slave owner that got Joseph could see that. He could see that Joseph had integrity and that Joseph was on, honest. And so he gave Joseph a lot of freedom, even though he still was a slave. He gave him a lot of power that normal slaves don't get. But then Joseph was accused, I mean, Joseph was accused of crime. And so Joseph ended up in prison. And, but because he was honest and because of the way Joseph was, he ended up with his sight, he ended up with integrity, with uh, favor for the jail keepers. And he uh, became a guard over uh, other prisoners. And so he got more favor. And then he was elevated to great power in the kingdom. So they had this drought and all these people needed um, food and they needed supplies. And Joseph was the one that was tasked to giving all those things out. And so one day his brothers are sent to town to try to find food because where they were at with their father, they needed, they were feeling the drought and needed supplies. And so they went and they didn't recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognized them. So Joseph said, you know what, go back and bring your father. And when you come back, then we'll give you supplies. So they did that. And then Joseph revealed himself to them and, and he provided them supplies. But then their father died and the brothers still were concerned. They were like, okay, he didn't kill us while our father was alive, but he's going to kill us now, definitely, because our father is now dead. And the only reason why he kept us alive because, you know, father was alive. And then Joseph tells them, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to be fearful of me because I'm in a place God put me in. You know, you thought you were going to do something evil against me, but God meant what you did for evil to be good for me. And so he says that I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill your children. And he spoke kind words unto them. And so for me, the biggest act of forgiveness that that I remembered as a child and, and growing up that I saw illustrated in the Bible was one with Joseph and his brothers. And so when you see that act, it's like, if you have that to me, there was no, like, there's no sting worse than someone, than one that comes with someone of your family and siblings are close. Like you think about your relationship with your siblings. So you imagine how hard that had to be to sit down and say, my siblings just plotted to, to like, give me, to like kill me or give me to someone else. And they sold me into slavery. Like that is huge. You talk about hurt 
anger, you know, sadness, depression, vengefulness, resentment, that I could just think that will all be bottled up in there. And regardless of where he ended up at, that pain had to be there. So it's like when he saw them, when he saw his brothers, it's like, wow, imagine how that had to feel. Imagine like that had to be a huge, huge place of choice to say, I am going to choose to forgive them. And there's a lot I left out in the story about when uh, Joseph has his first son and how that's a place for him when he realizes that, you know, God gives him joy in all of his sadness and he has chosen to bless him even in all the pain he has gone through. And But long story short, still, when he gets to the place where he saw his brothers and you have this place where you see the people that you know they hurt you at that time where he was just 17. He was just a young boy and uh, he had nothing but love for them. And they were just plotting on him and did this very hurtful thing. And these are the people that we share blood. We share family. We share father. And I expected you to feel warm feelings towards me. That sting had to be like a burn. Like that had to be the, the worst thing ever. And you talk about a choice to say, I choose to forgive you all. I choose to um, not let this have any power over me and also no power over them because he could have destroyed them. He could have destroyed all of them and, and just chose to save his father. One, he, he didn't want to hurt his father like that, but he also just didn't want to hurt his brothers. He truly forgave them and found a place to understand where they were and to say, you know what? God has chosen to bless me and to elevate me despite all these things. But I choose to still love you guys and I choose to still help you. And that is huge. And so it's for me of all the illustrations you have in the Bible that has always stuck out to me. What is God saying there? God is saying that even the deepest pain, even the deepest hurt, even when you say, you know what, you understand this one is huge. This one is big. Sometimes not even it is always still possible. It may feel like it is the hardest thing to do, but it is not impossible to still forgive that person, to still make that attitude of forgiveness a thing, to still say, I choose to constantly look at this situation and and change this place from an a angry, hurtful, negative place into something positive and how to see that happen. And so that's what we're going to talk about with God here. When we come back from that. We're going to talk about some stuff to wrap up forgiveness, guys. All right, and we're back. So let's talk about forgiving yourself, guys. So when we have to forgive ourselves, what does that look like? Um, How hard is that? What is that to do? There's a quote that says, forgiving yourself is as important as forgiving others. Guilt is toxic, reliving the mistake over and over. Love yourself, forgive yourself. And so forgiving yourself is as important as forgiving others. So sometimes we can get to a place where we say, you know, I forgive other people and I haven't sat down to say, I need to forgive myself. So let's say in the example I used earlier, you are that wife and you say, you know what? I've realized I have some part in what led to uh, the dissolving of my marriage or my marriage being in trouble. Does that say you hold yourself accountable and you say, okay, you know what? I'm horrible. And I I was honest about this piece and I take the blame and I just stay there. No, we're saying you forgive yourself and you forgive yourself for your part too. And 
you have to, you have to, to move forward because what can happen is let's say you forgive him, but you don't forgive yourself. Then you're always holding yourself to it. And then you do the same thing and anger turned inward is horrible. We don't want to turn that stuff on us. We don't want to turn that stuff on the inside guilt. Like it says, it's toxic. That stuff builds up. And so what happens is that will tear you up on the inside that prevents you from being able to be the same person in, in that situation for others. And, and you'll look up and you are a shell of yourself all because that stuff starts very small and it grows and it grows and it, and because the dark places love to take over it, you begin to see less and less light and less and less of yourself. And so it's very important for you to forgive yourself. And so what do we do? Uh, when we start to forgive ourselves, it becomes the same, the same process. You want to sit down and say to yourself, what is it that I'm holding over myself and be honest about it? What do I feel guilty about? What am I feeling shame about? What am I sitting here saying, you know, because I did this, this is what's holding me back. And forgiving yourself, forgiving others is almost easier because when you have to forgive yourself, you're the potion that's holding it over yourself. And so you're like, that's easier said than done. And it is, it is easier said than done. But the first thing you have to do is say, what am I doing by doing it? By, by sitting here saying that I am, um, holding this over myself, or I keep bringing up the fact that I made these mistakes. I keep bringing up the fact that I, uh, did this to myself a long time ago. And I set these things in path, it, it set these things in process. What does that do? How, how is that helping me? How is that moving things forward? And so the first thing is to say, uh, what did you do? Or, and then now we look at it and say, are you that same person? So are you still doing the same thing? Because you hurt this person a long time ago and they have forgiven you, but you haven't forgiven yourself. Have you changed? Have you become someone different? Have you moved on from that? That's the next step. Am I the same person I was then? Am I still making the same mistakes? If I am, then at today, let's stop making them. Let's go and make a commitment to say, I'm going to be different or I am different and validate to yourself, dude, I'm so different than I was then. I'm not the same butthole I was, you know, like I'm pretty cool now or, you know, I just made a mistake and that was a one-time thing and it was a mistake. And so it's like, I would have never knowingly done that. I would have never purposely done that or, or, you know, although I did do that purposely, then I regret it. I have gone to that person and said, I'm sorry about it, made peace with that with them. And now I need to just know that, hey, self, you did a you did a really not cool thing to somebody at that point. And it's time to just let that go. And it's time to start that process of moving forward. And so then we say the past is the past. Past is the past. The next thing you could do, you could do some, okay, let's say, can I pay something forward. So what you can do is what we talk about in therapy sometimes people is sometimes you can create something for yourself that you feel better about having moved on from it because you have done a good act to undo the bad act. And so and it works for everybody because you're doing something selfless for someone else or you're doing something that someone else can benefit for that has a need that you get no gratification from. And so you go out and you do something nice for someone, perform some act of kindness that is a need for someone to, as you say, to like do some penance or to say, okay, you know what? I am doing this as a way to say, you know what? I'm sorry to myself and self realize we are a good person. 
So do some, do a good deed, you know, do something to help someone in that area, or it could be in a different area. You just, just find a way to pay good deeds forward and just do it one time. It doesn't have to be a million times, but you can do it one time and that can help you. And then sit down and say, you know what, if you did not do the, did, if you were not doing your best then that if you had to hypothesize about this situation now, would you do it? And why would you not? What a diff, what's different? And sometimes what's different is just once you did it and you realize how you hurt someone, you're like, I would never want to see that pain again. I never want to have that pain again. Say that out loud to yourself. Say that out loud to someone else and and know that, you know what I'm saying? Know that that, that is. And then the next step is just to constantly say you're going to do like Martin Luther King Jr. said and make this the attitude. Make forgiving yourself the attitude of the day. And so when you're triggered, when it happens, we go back to that place and say, you know what? I said I was letting that go. I'm letting it go. And after a while, you'll realize it has been let go. If you work through those steps, you're like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm going to let that go. Triggered? Yeah, nope. Going to let it go. Not going to stay there. I'm past that. I've done that, you know, and I did something to undo it in myself for me. Like I did a good deed. I paid it forward. I did some penance. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm all right. And so it's a process. It's definitely not a one hit or quitter. It's like, let's start the process. Let's make this more of an attitude. And after a while, you realize you're not being that hard on yourself anymore. And you're not triggered like you used to be where you're not forgiving yourself. And the final thing with forgiving, forgiveness of others or forgiving yourself is give yourself time. People, you know how many people come into my office and they're like, well, I started forgiving myself six hours, 20 minutes and 35 seconds ago. And that's it. It's like, give yourself time more than six hours, 20 minutes, 30 seconds ago. Give yourself time. Wake up each day and make it an attitude. Let's go on for a long stretch here. And if you go with that mindset that this is not going to change tomorrow, it's not going to change this afternoon, it's not going to change when you go to the bathroom and take a poop and you come out and you just poop the guilt away or you poop the, the, the thing away, it's still going to be there. But you're saying that with every day, with every second, with every, every uh, moment, this changes and it gets lighter for you. And then hopefully, prayerfully, one day is not, is not there. It's a thing that you hadn't thought about. You just think about it daily and now you hadn't thought about it in a month. And then one month it comes up and you realize you hadn't thought about it in a year, you know, and then something comes up and you realize you hadn't thought about it since you were like some age. And that's great. That's that place. Now we're getting to where the sting is less. And so your heart is warmer. The sting is left. Remember that William Arthur Ward said it. It is awesome. It warms the heart and cools the sting. Forgiveness. It's a funny thing. And so guys, that's forgiveness. That's it for tonight. Remember, uh, you can catch us at Healing Dr. K on the Facebook, HealingXCoach.org, Healing at Twitter. Please like, subscribe, share. Uh, we're number five right now on the charts, and that is great. I'm really excited about that and hoping to stay up there. Um, hoping to bring you more content, hoping to uh, see this go uh, viral and become big one day, and, and we can help many, many, many people. So help me do that, guys. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Good night. <laughs>